Hey, this is Brian Durgan here, host of Full Belly Laughs, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Where's your shoes? Nut job? Take them off. He's not allowed to be barefoot. I don't know. He's never barefoot with pants. It makes me weird. It's like either be barefoot without pants or fine. Not be- <laughs> is huh? it fat? When you press it together, is it like a cheeseburger? Like How a little fat cheeseburger? Do you want it, baby? Oh, God. <laughs> God, no. God, no. The black guys that peas, man. They're black eyed peas, man. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoned, get it started, get it started, get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Halloween edition of Drop a Loads. Like always, I'm Milky Way. I'm Spooky Pouch. And I'm Paco. Is Spooky Pouch like harder, meaner? No. More dark? I'm a little hoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big little hoe. I'm a little hoe. No, okay, so how's Paco? How's Paco doing? Paco, what's I up, Paco? Ask like you fucking care. <laughs> I care. How are you doing, Paco? What's going That's on? That's you faking it. Ask like you care, Pouch. How are you, Paco? <laughs> I'm you. Let me Come on, hey, let's go. How are right. you, do- you doing, Paco? What's going on? Right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. It's my season. What does that mean? It's your I, season. I wake up happy instead of annoyed. Uh, because of what? Because it's Halloween season. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, that. When yes. does it start? Like the beginning of October? October 1st. And then it ends October 31st? Yes. Okay. Does it really end October 31st? Well, there's still that Day of the Dead festival that happens, so I guess it ends November 2nd. That's when Yeah, you didn't go last year, too. That's what's funny. You didn't I go with us. I went last year. We didn't. Was it last year? No, two years ago. It was, it was a year where you didn't go at all. And yeah. it was It was uh, Eugene, me, and somebody else, a few other people, but you didn't go. I'm like, why the fuck are you, are you not here? I forgot what happened. Life. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was life. Yeah. But last weekend we had a party. Party, party, Our party, party. Annual, annual Halloween party at the house. That happened the first week of October. <laughs> That's good, man. We'll get it over the get it out of the way real quick. So yeah. people can do their own Halloween things. Man, yeah, exactly. just getting the fuck it out was of it was lit as fuck. We had like a hundred people here. Too bad. You said it was sixty. At the time. Well, it was a hundred all together, not at the same time. Does that count? Yeah, coming and going. Different, okay, it's different people. Okay. Yeah, that counts. Whatever. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of people. And there was a lot of garbage by the end of the day. It was lit as fuck. That's all I can say. You know you know. What I got I... hit on by, by a gay guy and an ugly chick. I got hit on by a creepy dude that was here like st- st- was still here at like 5, 6 in the morning. Who the fuck was that guy? I don't know. How did the gay guy hit on you? I didn't really hit on me, but like, you know, I've always seen him at the party and we always like hang out and... Uh-huh. He was getting drunk, and I, and I was like, hey, you want something to drink? He's like, hey, don't offer me more drinks, because I'm going to start hitting on you. And he was, like, hugging me and shit, and I'm like, oh. Okay, how did the ugly shit hit and on then I, But when he did that, I was like, oh, man, don't worry about it. You can do whatever you want. And then I, Regretting. without knowing, ignored him the whole night. Like, I never <laughs> saw him again, but I don't think, I didn't do it on purpose. It just happened that way. What about the ugly chick? How did she hit on you? Oh, she was just talking to me, like, late at night. She was lingering here for a while, and I'm like, who was this girl? I don't know this know girl. How do you know she was she was hitting on you? Was she was she flirting or was yes. she Okay. How was she flirting though? Let me let me hear I mean, let me hear her flirting. How was she flirting? I don't remember. Nah, he made this up. Yeah. He I made this okay. up. Made I, I, it, I made it all seen, up. There's uh, there's been a few I've seen a few girls like just like just like 
walk by him and like, oh my god, he's hot. Like they just stare at him and they just get mesmerized by him. And then there's this one old underage chick at a convention who literally dropped something and bent over in front of him for him to look at her ass and shit like that. So I just want to know how a person who's actually having a conversation with him hits on him and shit like that. Just the way she was talking to me and she kept like pouring drinks into my cup. And I was like, I ain't gonna Oh, she's trying to get you drunk? Not really. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen anyway, so. Yeah. Because you have, like, really high tolerance. She doesn't know that. Yeah, and I also made the mistake of, like, because I was helping out a really drunk, like, a big guy with his friends. We were carrying him out to the front. Mm-hmm. And I gave her my chalice to hold what I was drinking from. And then when I came back, she poured stuff in there. And then I finished. I drank it like an idiot. And then she was, like, kept wanting to give me other stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to drink that. Roof you. Ooh. Ooh. So where does bitch at? Where she live? I don't know, Miami. I don't know. You know what I noticed? I don't give a fuck. Is that like when Paco was explaining this um this party to me, she kept telling me about how many times she yelled at everybody. I had at this a great party. time this year. And it turns out she had a better time this year because she was yelling at everybody this yep. year. So I'm just like, what does that tell you about Paco? She's not. She's she's malevolent as fuck. She's like no. She she likes to <laughs> be in a level in a. I guess authority level where he oh, likes to fuck? tell people what you to do. You don't know me. That has nothing to do with anything. Because he's here and like it's her party, so everyone it's comes. It's not my party. It's Nicholas. But party. But everyone comes to her to thank her, and then she's fucking ordering shit around. You mean when people knock over a bottle, almost break it? I'm Whatever they like do, you, you exactly. You almost break a bottle here. Like that's just. And then they look at it and try walking away. No, you're picking it up. She's like that girl that you see in most movies where they're like their parents are away from the for the weekend and they're having a party at her house, but the whole party she spends trying to make sure they don't ruin her house. Yeah, that's that's that. Paco. And what? Meanwhile, Nick Nick who owns the house, he's like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's just out there drinking and having a great time. She I just likes great, yelling at people. I had a great time. What are you talking about? Yeah, because you like yelling at people. You, you like, like being at in that fucking... All right, whatever. You like being in that situation. <laughs> okay, so this is like the... I think this is the, the fifth annual Halloween fourth? special. Oh, for us? Yeah. It has to be fifth. We I did it every so. year, right? Because we started in 2012. We lost track. We didn't, we didn't do it the first year, did we? Probably not. Okay. I don't even know if Paco was in the first year. Well, she was around. Well, but like she was in like a semi perm. Not yet, no. Semi perm. Yeah, that's what we call semi perms. Semi permanent. <laughs> it sounds like a hairdo. <laughs> no. Um. Okay, so we started in 2012, and we've been going since it's been five years. Um. So it's this is the fourth annual uh Halloween special because we didn't do it the first year. So let's let's just go with the fourth annual. Yeah, it's probably the fourth. It's probably like the eighth, fourth annual Halloween special, and we don't even fucking know it. You know? I'm gonna say the fourth because I remember. Doing Halloween specials only at this house. No, we did it at your your parents' house too. Nope. The first one was the one I was talking about Santeria, and that was right after we moved into this house. Are you sure? Yes. And that was exactly oh. four years ago. Okay, so yeah, four, I think so. Fourth yeah. annual Halloween special, guys. Yee. And uh, we had to schedule with Paco, of course, because mm-hmm. she's the only one that likes. So what do, what shit. do we have in store for this year's Halloween special? Well, first off, I do have a spooky edition of Get a Load of This. Ooh, get a load of this spooky edition. There we go. I that's guess that's the new theme song. <laughs> hey, I don't even like. I'm blanking out. I don't even remember what the actual song is. There, it works out. What's the I actual song for real, real quick? Honestly. Yeah, honestly, I. I, I oh, do 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 do. Oh, okay. I'm like. <laughs> 
I, lo- I completely you blanked out. You only do out. this every week. No, but I blanked out when you started singing. I, just <laughs> blan- I blanked out. I'm like, what the fuck was I supposed to sing? So, so she, my, my vocal yeah. stupefied. No, she covered up for me because that, that was lost. <laughs> anyway, um, do 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 do. Spooky. Get a spook with this. You know how you're scrolling through your preferred social media and you you read a Google headline plus. and it's like, <laughs> what in the fucking hell? That's get a little this. Nobody does that. Yes, Nobody says do. that. Everybody does. Everybody in the fucking world. All right, let's do it. What's the, <laughs> so what's the first I got spooky? one article from the HuffPost. Um, and it's basically about this dude. His name is Robert James Cuffler. He's 60 years old. And uh, it was posted on October 9th um, by David Moy. Uh, so Moy. the week, so last week from October 9th, this was like two weeks ago. Some people were like, I guess, noticing a smell of decay around this around this guy's house, like, and they started noticing that some that that like they weren't seeing some people as well. They usually they usually uh, resided in the house, and when um. Invest when the officers like investigated, they discovered, of course, this overwhelming stench of decay. It turns out this guy has been living with the corpses of both his twin brother and his mom for at least a few months. Uh, no, he, he killed them. No, 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 no. They died of natural causes, both of them. Well, yeah. what natural causes? Um, let me see. Because how th- how old is he? He's sixty. So he's, I guess, you well, his twin brother has to be sixty. So no, no, they died. Like, so it's been more than a year, I think. They his 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 twin brother died in two thousand fifteen of July, and July of two thousand fifteen, and his mom died a month after that. So, and I guess they discovered. Um, hold on, I'm really confused by the so time. So his right mom here. didn't do anything about his his her son's corpse. I guess, well, at, if he's sixty, she has to be in her eighties. I'm sure she can't really do a whole lot physically. I guess so. So when um, did they die off? Okay, so they charged him last week, but they discovered it last year in 2016. Still, though, he was living with the corpses for more than a year. Yeah. Um, I think his brother died of a heart attack. No, it doesn't say, but but they both died of natural causes, and his mom died a month afterward. Do they? Did, does he give a reasoning as to why he never... Yes, he, he did. He, he said that he was just... And he was just he was just in pain. He was mourning, so he couldn't really bring himself to do anything with the bodies. That's pretty much his his explanation. Yeah, that happens for He's, a whole year. Yeah. You would just rather just have him be dead there. His words were, "I was traumatized. What would you do? I am not some nutball. People think I am, but I'm not. I love them." So he was in like serious more. I think he probably had a lot of. Probably he might have meant he might have had some mental illness at the same time, but like he, I guess he was just so affected by both of their deaths like relatively around the same time that he just couldn't bring himself to do anything about it. Yeah, but that happened to me before. But the first one died. One of my and then it, died. And then it was one month later that the mom died. So yeah. for that one month they didn't do anything he didn't do anything about the brother. So yeah. it wasn't the fact that they both died. It was just anyone dying because he didn't do it about he didn't do it for his brother either. Who died a whole month know, before. I guess he doesn't yeah. know how to mourn. Like one of my yeah. gerbils died once and I got sad so I left it till the next day. The next day, <laughs> you know, not a year. It was you. You don't fucking live with with a corpse. I did for like a good twenty four hours. I mean, no thing. one explain. He he can't really. 
That's his explanation. That's pretty much his explanation. He's it's not providing before, anything more than nah, that. Sounds like a nut job to me. Say he, it. He's not a nutball though. Well, he says it, <laughs> which every fucking nut job will tell you that they are. <laughs> that they aren't. So, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it is a little weird. I mean, people think that he was just trying to collect their money because one was on disability, the uh, other one was on social and security, and he was still collecting all that. He no, no, no. But the pro- that's what they thought. But then they found that you know they were slowly collecting the money in their bank accounts, but he didn't touch the bank accounts, so he wasn't actually doing anything with the money. Yeah, they were just it was just happening. That was the first thing they investigated. They wanted to know, okay, so is he trying to collect their money? So they checked their bank accounts, and every, they said that they were sl- they were like routinely receiving their deposits but none of it was used so he didn't actually use them for their money he he's he probably is a nutball like he probably or he just had a really like a really bad history of mental illness that he couldn't bring himself to do anything fucking up so yeah i mean like that's what they thought they thought he was exploiting is the there corpses pictures of the bodies no no pictures of the bodies Did, uh, Did, is there any description of how decomposed they were yes um his i, I think they said there one of them was so the skeletal remains of his mother in the upstairs bedroom and the mummified corpse of his twin brother in a basement. So one was mummified through whatever means, maybe because of where it was, maybe the basement had something in it that kept that kept it moist Humidity? enough. Yeah, I guess so. And then the um, but the one upstairs obviously everything decomposed. Well, I'm I'm sure not everything. Not everything, but the skeletal remains. So there's yeah. a whole lot of it decomposed. What was was he charged with something? Y- yeah, he he was. Um, let me see here. Uh, it, it was interference with the dead body or scene of death and misdem and a misdemeanor. Oh. Because he moved his brother who died in the chair down into the down bathroom the and then no to a bathroom and then to a basement. I think. Okay, so he's trying to figure out where to put him. Yeah, I guess so. But is yeah, uh, did he go to prison? Um, I think he's being detained right now where they investigate and they probably, they're probably gonna do like a psych evaluation in the meantime to figure out if he needs help first before they try him. I, uh, I'm sure he needs help. I think, I think overall he's probably just gonna get like, he's probably just gonna undergo a lot of like intense psychological evaluation. I wonder psycho- what I would do if Belky died. Intense psychological I think, I think I wouldn't let go of the corpse. I think I feel for this dude. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah, well, it's like I have family. They'll be like, "Yo, what the fuck's the exactly, act?" Exactly. Yeah, his mom and dad will go ape yeah. shit if you tried to keep his corpse. Well, it'll take a week. Slap the shit out of you. Because he only sees him every Sunday, unless he dies on a Saturday. They call him all the time. I, I do. I do. Pooping. I do. I do talk to them fairly frequently. Yeah, he calls. They call him like every other. Hey, every what about my job? I, I just say you're sick. Don't be selfish. Just I let me go, dude. I can't say what I will do, but I kind of feel for this dude. Don't be selfish. Fuck and this guy. This guy's crazy. He kept fucking two corpses for over a year. I don't know if it's I'll a fucking nut job. Only until you start like getting really a fucking nut job. Get out of here. Well, that's the end of get a load of this. You just got a load of this ass. All right. So, as with the case of every Halloween special, we pretty much dominate the episode with. Paco's Tacos. Paco's yeah. Tacos. Well, I think the first time she didn't even have that segment, the first Halloween. Yeah, I know, I know. But we just then, did like yeah. a whole episode yeah, of like spooky shit. shit. Yeah. But now, I mean, obviously now it's just Paco's Tacos. It's the whole episode of Paco's Tacos. Spooky shit. Yeah. Oh, that's what you want to call it then. Just call it spooky. Spooky shit. shit. Edition of Driving. Are you guys gonna spookify my song? You guys gotta have to. Okay. So are you gonna sing my my spooky version of my song? 
What's your spooky version of your song? I don't know. Sing it. All right, you ready? Wait, so we get into Paco's Tacos right now? Okay, sure. Paco's Tacos! Paco's Tacos! Fuck yeah! That's normal! Do another one! <laughs> but it was spookier. No, do another it was one. Spookier. Spookier. Like he's, like he's fucking Italian New York. What about a Do it again. Say it, say it like Bella Lugosi. Pa- oh, Paco's Tacos. Paco's Tacos. Does that work? You'll have to scream like More Bella More fun Lugosi. than a pillow fight. Scream it like Bella Lugosi. I don't know how Bella Lugosi screams. Blah. 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 <laughs> That's good enough. All right, let's go. Blah. Okay, that works. Um, I usually start off Paco's Tacos with pouches vaginas. Pouches vaginas. Is this one a thick vagina? Is it I, a big one? Is it a juicy one? I think so. I, is it I fat? these were creepy. Hey, is huh? it fat? When you press it together, it's like a cheeseburger. Like How a little fat cheeseburger. You want it, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you actually creeped him out for a He one. crossed the line. <laughs> this I is by far him. the spookiest I episode of Drop Alone. He would constantly objectify me and get me uncomfortable. I finally tur- returned it right back at him. That's oh, because. All you had to do was no, say baby. No, it's not that. Because any other time I would have been fine. But he just fucking sex. <laughs> he just sexted me a few weeks ago. So I, I still haven't gotten over that. Can and you, now he's can telling you guys, me, can, can you explain the sexing story? I talked about it last episode. Yeah, because I sent him a text that said, I'm a little hoe. Yes. With no explanation or context. Yes. And that freaked him out. And that's like the only time we talked a day. Like, we yeah. didn't say anything. He just texted me randomly one day, I'm a little hoe. And I, I didn't know what was coming next. Like, and next I was like, I'm holding my dick. I don't know what the yeah. fuck he was going to say. That's pretty spooky. So. <laughs> I, I just... I was talking about uh, an, an upcoming What Am I Playing video where we played a horror game. And um, I was waiting for a jump scare that I got scared of while I was playing the game. And then I was waiting for it while I was rewatching it and I got scared again. So I was like, I'm a little hole. Yes, but it's, 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 it's a, you gotta be careful. <laughs> so I right. literally thought the dick pic was next. <laughs> Let me get in the. Hold on. First of all, what's Paco's Tacos? Paco's Tacos is my segment of things that I deem creepy, spooky, or unsettling in general. Spooky things? In the Halloween special? Whoa. You're crazy. And um, I usually do Pouches Vaginas first. Vaginas. And I, usu- I like to focus more so on the supernatural shit where Paco likes to f- focus on like true crime and shit like true that. True crime. Murder. Yeah. Murder, her, and rape. What is it with Asian people and Supernatural, man? I don't know. They love that shit, huh? They can. You know these like, horror Korean movies about ghosts and shit? So, this one I got, it's not like Supernatural. It's not like super scary, but like I thought it was... Um, it's hard to say. Like it's uh, Unsettling? It, it's a little unsettling. It's more fucked up. It's actually just like really, really fucked up. It's called Five Ho- Terrifying... Five... It's called Five Horrifying Places Real People Got Trapped and Forgotten. Ooh. Um, the first one is about this guy named Nicholas White. He, I think he was in, he was in New York. He was in this really tall skyscraper called the McGraw Hill Building. And um, he was going down to the ground level from the 43rd floor uh, to, to, for a smoke. And, um, and suddenly it stopped, I believe. Yeah, he hit the alarm and waited and nothing the elevator? Um, the elevator. Uh-huh. He ended up in the elevator for 41 hours because the, the security guards never noticed there was a guy in the elevator for 41 hours. Even if he called the... Uh, he pressed the alarm. Nothing happened. So no one needed that elevator? 
Apparently not. I guess like, I mean, I guess New York because they stopped working, but they didn't think anyone was in it when it stopped working. I guess so. I don't know. Like it's hard to say, but basically, I, I what I guessed was that like it's a skyscraper with forty three floors. So I'm assuming there's a ton of fucking elevators up. Yeah, there has to yeah. be. But still, like you don't see this one elevator ever coming down. I, I don't know. Somehow it got through. Like it, the night, the day, two almost two days passed. No one paid attention to the fact this elevator got stuck. Fucking New Yorkers are lazy. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. On the thirteenth floor, no less. I don't know. Oh, how- <laughs> Ooh, spooky! All he had with him were three <laughs> matches, a wallet, and some cigarettes. He had no food, no water. He couldn't no MacGyver the shit out of that. No. Nope, fucking like, like, did he poop on the floor? I think he did. I think after a while he started going to corners, you know, like if, because that's what you do. Like if you have a like when you're trapped in the space, you go in the corners because it's not in the way. Yeah, yeah of course. Poop smells bad, bro. He paced Being around. Being trapped in that, your own stench. He just kept pressing the alarm, um, and uh, he walked around. He paced, you know. He started like this trying is, to. He opened the doors to see what he could see, but he was in between two floors, so he couldn't actually get out. Obviously, there's no way of screaming for help. Or nothing. I I guess he tried that too. Because if you could just open it a little bit, you could scream, right? Or no, but, it... like, the opening, when you open the door, all he saw was a wall. Because he was literally in between two floors. Yeah, but right above it and right below, there's going to be something. Yeah, and if you I... just open it just with a crack, people will hear anything. you. I guess some, there was nothing some, there. Sometimes certain floors have more spacing. Yeah. I, I, I it's not always like Did he scream? I guess he, he 41 hours? Wouldn't you scream with 41 hours? I would, exactly. But I don't know if he did. Because all these days say he pressed the alarm. This so, is an elevator. So is there a video of this? Yes, there is a video of this, yeah. It's sped up. He's just, he literally just paces back and forth, goes to sleep, sit down, chills, just do like doing anything in his power to not go fucking crazy. You know? And he dies of like starvation? He doesn't die. They did eventually find him. Um, oh. Like a security guard like finally happened to look at the cameras and notice that, well, yeah, shit, there's a guy there. After 41 yeah. hours? After 41 hours. Wow, they got fired. And then he <laughs> he buzzed the intercom. He's like, wait, what are you doing here? What's going on? He's so like, he never buzzed the intercom the uh, whole time he was there? The whole time. Well, no, no. I mean, he pressed the alarm. But That's there's the an intercom button too. I guess there wasn't. I don't know. Oh. Like, cause he pressed the alarm and nobody, nobody answered for forty one hours. Um, so eventually, you know, they freed him. They like they, he showed his ID to the camera, showing that he didn't just sneak in. He got stuck. He was, I guess, he was working there at the time. <coughs> and they finally set him free. And then his life went to shit afterwards, if oh, I remember correctly. Man. Like, um, let me see, like. I guess his lawyer was telling him, like, you can sue this building. And uh, on the advice of the lawyer, he said, don't work because you're going to get paid a fuck ton of money because of this mishap. And the and then eventually, um, four years, he became homeless because he didn't because he wasn't working. <laughs> and, uh, so and he never got paid. He eventually got paid, but something very, very small and not proportional to what happened to him, you know. Wow, that so, lawyer yeah. fucked him up. Yeah, he, he his life was ruined because of that. Even if you're gonna, even if you're gonna get money later, that doesn't mean you should stop working. I guess the, it's the advice of this lawyer. That's my only explanation. Like the advice of the lawyer is like, don't work because you're gonna get paid. Blah blah. blah. I don't know what what went on or why he didn't work, but that's my guess. You know, because you're gonna f- presumably follow the legal advice of your lawyer. I guess so. Um, and then like, there's a few that g- that get bad, but these are these. This is when it starts really getting bad. Um, so, let's see here. This guy, his name is Daniel Chong, 
he was a college student, and um, let's see here. He, the police crashed his house and took everyone to jail. After questioning, Chung was quickly identified as just a visitor. It was just a visitor and put in solitary in a solitary cell to be dealt with, and they completely forgot about him. For how long? Four days. Oh my God, he he died. No, he's fine, but like he just. He, they didn't bring him food or anything. <sighs> I guess not. Let's see. I guess they, they had to have, right? Otherwise, he... Then how no, no, no food or water. Exactly, because if they did, then they didn't forget him. They did forget him, yeah. Uh, windowless cell without food or water. Still handcuffed. Oh but the third day, God. he was having hallucinations. Oh, my God. He Poor really, Chong. Yeah, he literally thought he was going to die, as you would imagine. Um, yeah. And you can't do anything about it either, because you're handcuffed. Cause, yeah, nobody Can't even knows. jerk off. You can't even kill yourself. <laughs> So I like, like, how we, I like how you go to jerk off, I go to kill At yourself. that time, like, do you, do you f- try to practice or learn how to jerk off of your feet? <laughs> I just, I'd probably just try to kill myself, like, at that point. Wait, if you really... just run headfirst into a wall? Yeah, probably. This is the stupidest way to try to kill yourself <laughs> ever, man. I just, at that You're point, You're just gonna like, end up with, like, concussions and just not die. Because, he, like you said, he really believed he was gonna die, like, and then he started having hallucinations, so at that point, like, all, all bets are off, you know? Like, what, what what else do you have left if you really think you're gonna be left there to die? Just jerk it till you die. Um... So he tried to carve a message with his body on the wall. Oh, into his body. Into his body, oh, I mean. with his feet? I don't know. He just said that he was trying to carve a message into his body to his mom so that if they eventually found his body, he had a, he had a message to his mom. Uh, eventually, they started hearing banging, and they're like, what the fuck? What's going on there? Because they thought it was an empty cell. And they investigated, and they found him. And what was their excuse? They just forgot. They literally They got just, fired, right? I don't know. He was covered in his own filth. He was rushed to the hospital and spent five days recovering from dehydration, kidney failure, cramps, and a perforated esophagus. Oh, my God. They issued issued him an apology and gave him a $4 million settlement. Oh, at least he's paid. Yeah. At least he's paid. Well, that's fucked up, though. That's one incident. There's another incident. They (laughs) they forgot him completely. Yeah, they forgot him completely. And I hope the person who did it or the people who put him there, like, got fired because... You can't just forget something like that. Yeah, I know. How do you but, feel about it? Cause he, where is he from? He was Asian, right? I presume so. I mean, but the, I, I, I presume so. I'm not sure. Um, Daniel, so he was he's probably living in the U.S. It doesn't say where he was from. So mm-hmm. I, I don't can't know. believe they're doing that to your people, but dog. There's another person who got locked in solitary and was forgotten too. Oh my god! Yeah, um, damn. So this it, is same same prison. No. Oh, okay. In 2005, this guy named Steven Slevin was pulled over in New Mexico for suspected DUI. Um, he showed signs of mental illness, so the police feared he was a suicide risk, so they put him in solitary confine- for confinement, and they left him there. Um, let's see how long he was in there for. Two, two years. I forgot him in solitary confinement for two years. He died. No, he's fine. He's alive. Wait, I'm so confused. So they kept fed, they kept feeding him. They, they I mean feeding him. Sorry. They did feed him, but they I guess they they, they started they st- they forgot why he was in there. That's so stupid. Yeah. So they dropped so they they dropped the charges and set him free. Um, oh, two years later. Yeah, Thanks, fucking years. faggots. They have no explanation as to why Slevin was left there. Um <clears throat> it's even worse because they took him to a mental hospital and they put him right back into solitary again. So they fucked up really badly because they kind of had an idea of why he was there and they forgot it again. Um, oh, he, because of the fucking DUI? Yeah, DUI. No, and the DUI and signs of mental illness. 
That's what they said. Norm- I guess, like, they, this is what they said. Um, normally, um, this means an overnight stay while you sober up. Because he had signs of mental illness, they put him in a solitary confinement, and then they just left him there because they basically forgot why he was in there. How do you forget? There's paperwork. There's things. You look up, who is this fucking inmate? He wasn't allowed to shave. He was only rarely allowed to shower. The clothes was riding off his body. They refused to give him anything, really. They walked by his cell, gave him food, and that was it. Even though he was like, please help me, please help me. They didn't do anything. Well, his family, they thought he was missing? I guess so. His tooth started to rot. They didn't let him go to the dentist. And he pulled it out himself. Oh, my fucking God. Poor guy. But, you know, he got out, and he got $22 million. Would you... Would you do go through that for twenty two million dollars? No, I wouldn't. But I guess that's some sort of compensation for what he had to go through. But would you like you wouldn't purposely go through that? No, of course not. Never. I'm Okay, so this is the worst one ever. I might do I might do the four day one. The four day one, yeah. But then it remembers no eating, no drinking. Yeah, no eating, four no days. drinking. He at least had food, you know. Yeah. For the four days, yeah, I would do yeah. it. I would I would just smack myself against the, the wall. You wouldn't just to you knock wouldn't out. you wouldn't survive Eight hours without eating, so I don't know if you hey, need hey, four days. The, come on, for my family, I'd do that. Oh, for you, motherfucker, I'd but do that. But that's only four million. Okay, so this one is a fucking doozy. All right, so let's see. This this doozy. was a POW in World War Two. His name was um, Andres Thomas. He was million. He's one of millions of POWs in World War Two. He fought for the Germans. Was captured by the Soviets in 1944. Um, let's see. He went nuts. In, in he went nuts while while being imprisoned, and then lost the ability to tell anyone who he was or why he was there. Um, he was transferred to a mental hospital, and then eventually forgotten. You know how long he was stuck there for? Because this is what happened basically. He couldn't talk the la- he couldn't speak their language, so they didn't know what he was saying. They just thought he was a crazy person that was that was speaking in tongues. Oh my so God. what they, language was he speaking? He was speaking Hungarian, and he was he was in uh, Russia, and he was speaking Hungarian. They didn't think, oh, this must be some established language. They just kept pushing everything under the table because they, they didn't know his paperwork, his paperwork. They didn't know who he was, and they didn't, couldn't understand him. So they just thought, whatever. And he's, he, he did go crazy. That's why he was in the mental hospital as well. And this was when? This was in 1944. So he was... He was <laughs> in 1944, they didn't think Hungarian was a language? Apparently not. <laughs> oh, um, my God. So this is what happened. The staff who knew the truth moved on to other assignments and retired and they never fucking thought about it again. Wow. So that's wh- how he was forgotten. How long was he there? 53 years. Oh my fucking God. Bro. And what happened after that? He went actually crazy because of that. It wasn't until the late 90s that a visiting foreign doctor recognized that Tomas was actually speaking Hungarian and not an alien tongue he was making up. When they opened his medical file for the first time in decades, they found his history and quickly notified the authorities in Budapest. He was finally returned home. The last to no one, because everyone yeah. died. Yeah. So but how old was he when he was released? Seventy. I presumably more. like more. it doesn't it doesn't say his age. It just doesn't. Well, presumably he was like man. eighteen to twenty something when oh, he was in the war. Oh my god! His whole life was his whole life was in a mental hospital. Because they didn't know who he was and they didn't care to figure it out. It's Russia, man. <laughs> Fuck Russia, man. That's what I always say, man. Fuck Russia. They like, lost seriously? all our Russian listeners. <laughs> but it, this is a country that, like, I bet you in, in like, a few years, fucking Steven Seagal is going to be the president. You <laughs> Probably. Really, you really yeah. want that fucking 
You really want to go to that country, man? But Fuck yeah, so here. that's the end of that one. That one's really fucked up. I wouldn't even go to Russia if I get paid to go to Russia. Unless I get paid to go to like the World Cup final next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, only that. Then I'd probably go. So now we're getting to the realm of, of paranormal. Paranormal shit. activity Ooh. eight pouch edition. Ooh. Paranormal activity eight pouch edition. That's the title of the new installment of the paranormal activity. Yeah, franchise. it's just you on a chair <laughs> with a laptop in front of you, just talking into the camera. Okay. And you're just like, my next vagina is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty yeah. much a spooky simply pouch. So I got this from <laughs> Ranker.com. It's called The 22 Hotel Workers Describe the Creepiest Things They've Seen. Um, I thought it was fitting because I work in a hotel I have for the past almost four years now. Before you we start, do you ever witness anything no, at a hotel? not a single thing. Never. I didn't, but I used to work overnight at hotels, mm-hmm. and co-workers of mine claimed that they did. Yeah, no, I've not, I have I don't even have stories. Like there Nobody w- ever told me anything. There was a, a spa in one of the hotels I worked, and mm-hmm. it was literally like... A bunch of little small rooms with tables and all that shit for massages and all that. And one one lady had to clean all of that by herself. So she was the only one in there. And she did it with headphones blasting really loud because she said she would hear things in there. Oh, wow. She would always hear things in there. So she fucking would never take off her headphones when she was in there the whole time to ignore it. And then That's fucking scary. Yeah, and then yeah. in that same place, apparently, someone claimed that they always, multiple people said that in this big, like, ballroom that they had, that they always saw this, like, women, like, this, like, old female wearing white. So where, how, how long old, ago, how long ago was How this? old were these hotels, too? It's, they're both the same hotel. It's the Ritz-Carlton in South Beach. How old is that You hotel? never told me this. I really don't know how old it is, but it's not, I, I don't think it's too old, but I don't think it's, like. Brand new either. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. I, I say it's at least 50 years old, maybe. Well, I guess you could have some history Maybe there. a little yeah. more. Um, <clears throat> so, so we going to sneak in and have a little... Fuck no. I don't work there no more. All right, so this one is called Mr. M. Um, it's about um, this, this the, per, the person who told the story. Uh, it's about her, his mom or her mom, who used to be a, ma- a housekeeper in a hotel in D.C. in the 90s. She was, um, because she was good at her job, they decided to, she was usually the one that would clean up um, rooms full of that were like their big suites or penthouses, whatever, where celebrities would stay, rich people would stay. Um, so it's like said, Tom Hanks. <laughs> and he said, one day a guest came. We'll refer to him as Mr. M because I don't know his real name. Magneto. He checked into their most expensive suite. As usual, the manager told my mom to take care of the room. As she got there, there was do not disturb sign, so she told the manager she would come back later. What was weird was that no one was ever allowed in his room. The man stayed there for over a month, and not one time did he let a staff come in to clean. However, he paid a lot, and he gave a warm welcome, uh, so they left him alone. Then one day, people didn't see him anymore, so they assumed he checked out, even though the receptionist had no account of this. Since it had been so long since the room was cleaned, and the do not disturb sign wasn't on the door anymore, the manager told my mom to go back and try to clean up what she could. As she got to the floor, she unlocked the door to find a disturbing smell hit her. She couldn't figure out what it was, but she continued to survey the room, which was disgustingly messy. Her words were that it looked like someone had thrown a rave, and even though no other guests seemed to have ever gotten gone in. Um, let's see, where, hold on, I lost track of where I was. My mom was still shocked by the smell, so she tried to track it down. As she followed the smell, she could tell it was coming from the hotel room closet. When she opened the closet... 
There was nothing but a cardboard box on the ground from which the smell was resonating. My mother's first instinct was to open the box to see what it was and clean and throw it out. When she opened the box, what she saw her scared, scared her to this day. It was a rotting, decomposing head of a young woman chopped off. Wow. My mother immediately screamed and got out of there, where she fainted in the elevator. Once she woke up, cops were everywhere, and the hotel was like a CSI scene. The manager told her that Mr. M wasn't his real name, and he used a fake credit card to check in. The head of the woman was identified to be <clears throat> a prostitute. I don't know. Oh, I already guessed that. Yeah, needless to say, my mom quit that day. Um, my next one's called. Almost Wait, this is this happened when? In the nineties. In the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In in Washington, you said DC. Yeah. Dang, I wonder if this, like this is a true story, hundred percent true Presumably story. Presumably, they're all true stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. another one. Maybe it was a politician. Wait, <clears throat> it's it. Mr. M, but but Mr. M was fake name, right? Yeah, they didn't know his name apparently, or the the mom didn't know his what? name when she when she told the, her her, her child. Because it was a fake credit card, no one knew his name. Yeah. Unless he got tracked down. I wonder who it was. You think it was? Is there like a DC serial killer at the time? I don't know. I didn't research it. I just read. I the have story. the worst memory, so I cannot think of anything right now. Yeah, you do. That's <laughs> clever. That's a clever way to do it, though. He was just, like, partying up there and then stayed well, there for a long time. Nobody was there, so he was partying with himself. Well, and the prostitute. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and some other people that he snuck in there. Okay. You know, just if she made it in there without no one knowing, then other people probably did. Yeah, you're right. And he was partying for a while, and then at the end, he's like, all right, that's it. I and mean, what he, he probably could snuck have done out. was that he could have went out with the prostitute, chopped off her head while he was out, then just brought the head back in a box and left. I guess. But I, why would he do Why would he do that? I don't know, but he could have done it. They only found the head? They only found the head. Nothing else. Maybe right maybe now. maybe he did bring it because where how else would he get rid of a body in a hotel room? But leave the head. Well, how else like did so they he probably did it somewhere else and brought the head as yeah, a trophy as and a then, trophy. And then it was like, Fuck, this shit stinks and then left. <laughs> That's what he thought. <laughs> you know, he didn't think of it prior. It's like, Hey, the head's not gonna stink, it's cool, it's a female. <clears throat> They smell like roses. Yeah. Okay, so this one is called a most strange guest. Uh, <gasps> is it a dog? Okay, it's from a, a night auditor. You know, they work uh, overnight and shit like that. Um, so he says, you remember one uh, one of his guests struck him as extremely odd. One night, a few hours after I had arrived from my shift, the guest kept coming down and aimlessly wandering around the lobby and breakfast area. He was doing extremely odd things, like talking to himself and sitting down at brec- at the breakfast table only to stand up and switch chairs at the same table every two to three minutes. Every time I asked him if he needed help, he would jerk a little and mumble that he didn't need anything. And for a few hours or so after he finally went to his room, he came back down and said he had turned the heater on and made him short of breath and he needed me to call an ambulance. So even though I was confused, I obliged. About a minute later, the hotel fire alarm started to go off. The whole time the firemen were going up and down from his room, they kept asking if he had anyone with him or if he was alone. And I kept telling them that he was in fact alone and no other guests in the room with him. After the firemen left and everything was back to normal, I went to look at the man's room and he had rearranged all the furniture, put the TV in the bathroom and put his trash can in the middle of the room and set it on fire. The thing that troubled me wasn't the fact that the man intentionally set his room on fire and could have possibly burned the hotel room. It was the fact that even though he was alone, he had small children's clothes spread around the room. Wow. So, you think that's where they got the idea for the Joker in the Suicide Squad? Oh, <laughs> oh I never thought of that. With all the knives and... and um, Kids clothing kids everywhere? Clothing. Huh. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of when you said that because... I always thought it made no sense and it was unnecessary in that but movie. I just didn't get it. It happened in real life, I guess. Hey, now, now it's more <laughs> believable, right? This one is called Pack Lift. This one's very, very short. It's one of those... What happened with the guy? Oh, I 
I guess he went to the hospital, like, because... Probably mental hospital. Well, after that, yeah. After they found out what was in the room, they probably took him to the mental hospital. Well, there's no there's no aftermath. The guy was just at work there. He probably never followed up. He didn't care to follow up, you know? They pro- I think he probably, like, had kids or something. He had bought him clothes, and then he just went insane or something. It happens. People go crazy well, overnight. Or he was just crazy altogether and just liked buying kids' clothes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or he this was one, just the Joker. <laughs> this one's very, very short, but it's one of those like really short, abrupt stories that like makes you think. You should have just read it instead of said it. Whatever. It's called Packed Lift. Got in, he, I got into a lift from the top floor to head down. Hey, but this is in Britain. This yeah. is in British? Pre- apparently. Lift stopped at fourth floor door open and saw people outside standing still, making no attempt to come in despite me being alone inside and there was room for them. The automatic lift door then closed and before it was completely shut, I heard someone sh- outside said, Why is the lift so full of people? Ooh. <laughs> Was a guy like a fat guy? And maybe they're just making fun of him. Okay, I have no idea. Hmm. All right, this one is called um, "Awful Night on the Job." He's a hotel bartender, the guy who told the story. Um, it was a quiet evening, and an astraught-looking guy came to the bar and ordered a shot and a beer. I was catching some fucked-up vibes to light up. <laughs> <laughs> legit story I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Who wrote this? Ben Hooper? <laughs> Who wrote this? SPJ? <laughs> <laughs> to lighten up the mood, I tried to drum up some lighthearted conversation. He tried to talk, but couldn't, so I asked him if everything was alright. He said no. I asked, what's wrong? Anything I can do to help? He, How about a plate of some food on the house, buddy? He declines, proceeded to tell me the escort he hired slid her wrist and is dead in his, his room's bathtub. I jumped back and was like, holy shit, I'm calling 911. After calling 911, I ran back to the bar to find the man slumped over on the bar, not moving. I ran over to check on him, and his pulse is weak, and he is pale and cold. After the police and medics arrived and cleaned up the mess, they found a dead hooker and a dead, depressed businessman. There was the man's suicide note found in the room by another guest a few days later. A few days later, he said he wanted to feel a woman's touch one more time before overdosing on something that killed him at my bar. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what happened with him. So he, he the, his last dying wish he couldn't even do? Wait. Because she but, ended up killing herself? I, I don't know if he killed but herself who's to he say, killed her. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking he I killed think her. he killed her, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then yeah. killed himself right afterwards. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. So he didn't have to like deal with the consequences, or maybe he was just really that fucked up. He's probably just fucked up. I know the nut job. One more. Nut jobs. There's so many nut jobs. There's so many nut jobs. Okay. Now it sounds like testicles. Okay. Go on. Several years ago, my college roommate, let's call her E, worked as night manager. Why are these people so afraid to say names? I don't know. How about you just make up (sighs) a name? Rather than call her E, let's just say Evelyn, even though her name is like Elaine. Don't ask me. Fuck. But okay, so this person, a college roommate, let's call her E, <laughs> that worked as the night manager for a newly built hotel. As was par for the course, I would often bring coffee in around one or t- one to two a.m. and chat for a while. One night, I showed up to find uh, she was sitting at the front desk, shaking her head, looking completely perplexed. Allegedly, she had just checked in what could only be described as a doppelganger of our other roommate, M. <laughs> Who was, who was alike down to the same height, hairstyle, eye color, and southern accent, odd as we live in the north. She tried to speak with the new guest and show her a picture of M on her phone, but was rebuffed several times. We both chalked it up to coincidence as we knew E was visiting her parents. I'm sorry, we knew M was visiting her parents. So the roommate that she thought she saw checking in was visiting her parents. Was away. So was it's, away, yeah. So it's even... Yeah. So now it's like, could it be him? Because he's not there. Yeah. 
Shortly after 2, I decided to head home. It was in around uh, 2.30 when I pulled into our garage. And I, checked our f- I checked my phone to see a series of texts from the night manager to him and their, their roommates mm-hmm. at 2.17 a.m. Stop. Not funny. You guys suck. What the hell? Naturally, I was confused and called her back. This is when things got weird. And E sounded hysterical on the phone. Apparently, M and I the other girl that was supposed to be away, and this person, in the same clothes I wore earlier, had been standing at the end of the main hallway staring at her. She thought it was a joke, and she kept calling out to no response. Eventually, the front desk phone rang, and the time it took to answer it, we both had disappeared. I calmed her down over the phone, and the next morning we talked through the possibility of trying to rationalize what she saw. And it turns out that the guest she checked in earlier didn't really look like her roommates. What? The fuck? They still have, apparently they still have no explanations, and nothing weird ever happened again at that hotel. Just that one night. Maybe so that next... Was, maybe she was overworked. I don't know. Maybe she was, maybe she's a nut job. Uh, yeah, everybody's a nutball. <laughs> <laughs> the episode's called Nutball, forget it. <laughs> Alright, so that's the end of everything right, I have. So, so the guest... The guess that they said that looked like M didn't yeah. really look like M at all the next day. There's a resemblance apparently, but not. But no, she didn't really look like her. Um, let's see, vaguely similar is what they said. Yeah. So no, not really. Man, that's that sounds kind of creepy. Yeah, like what the fuck actually happened? Um, they added this caveat, but I'm like, I don't know if I should add it. It sounds kind of stupid, but like, let's just throw it out there the only thing that scares me to this day and i never told her is that when i got into our house the kitchen clock was stuck on 217 and directly next to it sat a photo of m and i smiling that had developed that afternoon what does the 217 have to do with that's when uh she, that's when she got the texts oh and the clock was stuck at that time 217 yeah Ooh. so yeah i wasn't sure if i should add that no, or not. Add it. Yeah, I like but that's the end of everything I have. So that's um um pasta so, vaginas are gone. So milky, were those vaginas fat? Vaginas were fat, juicy, fucking delicious. Mm. Mm. Eat the shit out of that vagina, boy. Bring it over here. Right, Open now, the legs up, boy. Okay, let me get that, let me get out of that vagina. <laughs> 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 All right. Hell yeah. I don't even know where to start. Right fat now. ass vagina <laughs> vagina lips. <laughs> all right all right my first taco considering the thethan is thethan the what wait wait what did what the thethan i'm mike tyson fuck <laughs> she spells that t-h-e-s-o-n yeah the thethan is a list of hey thethan the most horrible crimes committed on halloween i'm sure there's more horrible ones but these are the most horrible these are some that i picked from that list <laughs> I picked on the thethan. <laughs> it's time for the thethan. Okay, I this put thethaning on my eggs. I thethan the okay, eggs. Okay, guys, let I me read my fucking shit. I thethan my thethan. <laughs> thethan greetings. <laughs> Gre- greetings. You want me to leave? Want me to leave? Start your tacos, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. All right, the first one is... um. Murders of Leslie and Adrienne. Late on Halloween night, 2004, roommates Leslie, Adrienne, and Lauren uh, went to bed after handing out candy. Lauren was woken up at 1 a.m. by the sound of a scuffle. Not knowing what was happening, she ran in terror from the house and hid in the backyard. Watching an assailant (laughs) climb out of the window, 
When the coast was clear, she ran back upstairs and found both her roommates butchered. In the course of the invest investigation, FBI agents found cigarette butts near the scene of the crime that matched blood evidence inside the house, but found no known matches of any DNA database. Officers and FBI agents spoke to nearly 1,500 per people of interest during the investigation and of the double murder, including one of the friends. Lily, her husband Eric Koppel, and uh, became a person of extreme interest uh, during the investigation when he refused to give DNA sample to exclude him from the suspect pool. Nearly a year after commission of the uh, nearly a year after the crime, Koppel uh, turned himself in and confessed to the death of his wife's friend while giving no motive for execution of his crimes. If the nature of the murder wasn't heinous enough, considering the fact that couples was Couples was at the time of the murders only engaged to a friend of one of his victims and carried out carried on with the wedding, thinking his crime would not be tied to him. The quote from Adrian Mother Ar Arlene gives an insight to a murderer who thought he got away with it. You are the man who is cruel as to invite me, the mother of the woman you murdered, to stand up for you at a wedding, to reduce scripture to you of love and death and to bless your union. Throughout that weekend, you brought me into the heart of your family, knowing all the while it was you who destroyed mine. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What the fuck's going on? I'm lost. I'm oh really, God. really lost. Really? Okay, I'll summarize it. The first one is a murder of Leslie and Adrian. So, this includes three roommates. One of the roommates saw, and this was happening on Halloween night after they passed out candy. Okay. One, of the one of the three roommates... Um, Hold on. One of the roommates heard something happening and got scared. So instead of staying inside the actual house, she ran outside. When she finally saw that whoever was making the sound was like uh, like someone that invaded the house, was leaving one for, through one of the windows, she ran back inside, finding both of her roommates murdered. Yes. Now, she was engaged to someone that refused to give their DNA, uh, to give their blood uh, to the to give a sample of their blood to the cops because they found DNA evidence with cigarette butts. Of his. Of his. And it took almost a year later for him to be convicted of the murder um, with the, from the police after going through the investigation. So he was the During one. that time, though, during the whole year, he did end up getting married and inviting the mother of the daughter that he killed. So he was, mar was going to get married to the girl that saw him go out the window. Yes. Okay. And she didn't recognize him, clearly. So that's one of the crimes that happened. And then that. did he? So he got convicted. He was convicted eventually. Yeah, yeah, but a year later. Yeah, after he got married and invited the mother of the victims to the wedding, which she ended up having. Uh, she ended up uh, giving a toast, or not giving a toast. Yeah, she ended toast. up she yeah. giving a toast during his his uh, reception. his reception, yeah. thanking him for inviting her there after everything that happened, just to find out a year later that he was, he was the reason why her, her life was that like that. What a piece of shit, yeah. bro. Like, 100% piece of shit. Fucking nutball. Nutball. Straight up nutball. Right, let's go to the no, next... But let's go to the next story. You have to be a you have to be a piece of shit, though. Yeah. To do something like that. Of course. That. You have to be a piece of shit altogether to kill somebody. Yeah, but that's going another step. Yeah, like, you killing step. someone is one thing. To injury, yeah. Yes, and then you're like, hey, guess Come what? To my wedding. Come to my wedding, dude. And, and say nice things yeah, about me. Celebrate me. Yeah. You haven't the fucking... Like, the mother of a victim celebrate the killer. Yeah. That's fucked up. Nutball. Fucking nutball. I rate this story nutball. Yeah, nutball. <laughs> That's All a right. taco. The next, the next story. Season. Um, story. On Halloween 2010, Ohio teenager Devin, uh, 
You say Ohio? Ohio. Déjame pa. Okay. Devin, Devon, or Devon? Which one? Uh, Ohio, man. On Halloween 2000. <laughs> Let me finish. No, she she no said, "Ohio, man." God, I can't. If it's gonna come up right, on the okay, mic, just continue, Trump. What? Out of all insults, why Trump? Because he just... says shit like Ermer. <laughs> just move on, please. You, I'm trying to ignore his jokes. On Halloween 2010, Ohio teenager Devin Griffin. <laughs> What? You heard it? You heard it? You said Ohio, man. I said Ohio, man. Oh my God, I'm done. All right. She said Ohio, man. Let's do this tomorrow. Let's do this tomorrow. Let's do this. Continue. She didn't say Ohio. She did. Just say Ohio. I tried. Fuck off. No, for real. Shh. On Halloween 2010, Ohio teenager Devin Griffin returned home from Sunday church service to find the corpses of his brother, Derek, and mother, Susan, and Susan's new husband, William. The killer had bludgeoned Derek with a claw hammer, shot Williams five times with a .22 caliber pistol, and raped Susan before shooting her three times. Devin was so traumatized he could only say it was like something out of a haunted house. The killer was found to be William's son from a previous marriage, William, William Jr., who had a history of schizophrenia and violence. William was picked up at a halfway house and pleaded guilty to all three murders. He committed suicide in prison in 2015. Oh, this this was recent? Yeah. You said 2014 when they found him? 2010. 2010. Yeah. It's it, is this the craziest thing that ever come out of Ohio? Ohio? <laughs> no, but like how old was his son? Does it say his age? It doesn't say his age, but the picture looks like he's like fuck, anywhere from 16 to 18. He looks young as fuck. Okay, so it's a young dude, huh? Does it- yeah, he's like He said a son from a previous marriage. A son from a previous marriage, marriage came. So he's one that came in and said, "Fuck this family," and killed all of them. He yes. ki- he killed the dad's new wife, the father, and, and raped and killed the daughter, yeah, the daughter of the mom. Yes. Is that what it was? Uh, yes. No, I thought yeah. he raped the mom. Hold on. Let me see. He raped the mom because hold, hold on, I must. No, he raped, he raped the, mom, the mom, the stepmom. And then who was the other person that was there? Those three people in the house. His brother, his mother, and his oh, dad. Oh, his brother. Well, the brother, the brother wasn't there. The brother discovered it, right? Or he no, killed no, no, no. One there's of a the separate brothers, brother. There's two sons. Oh, two sons. Okay. Yeah. One of the brother wasn't home. Okay. So, so one of the brother got killed. The mom was raped, and, and the stepdad. Killed. Okay. So the guy, where was he? You said he was at Sunday school. Yeah, he was at church or something. I saved him, dude. Church saved him. So this guy is forever going to be religious. I don't know. It's Probably, gonna tough yeah. To, yeah, it's also going to gonna be tough for him to process the death. Well, know? of course, but, yeah. like, he got saved by Jesus Christ, man. Okay. He okay. did. Yo, can we try to get this guy on the podcast and see how he actually feels nowadays? He's a serial killer himself. <laughs> that could happen. No, that could happen if you if you just get traumatized enough. All right, the next one is... In 2009, three teenage girls were abducted by a man with a gun on their way home from trick-or-treating in Woodbridge, Virginia. All three were taken at gunpoint to wooden area and two were sexually assaulted. The third girl was able to call her mother, causing the rapist to flee. Two years later, the police arrest Aaron Thomas, who was already suspected in dozens of sexual assaults from 1997 until then. Thomas pleaded guilty in 2012 to the three kidnappings. The next one... Any of the girls died? I, I missed think them. two of them did. The right? two girls got two. Two of them, two of them died, and one of them escaped. Oh, the one escaped. The, the one that was able to call her mom. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on. 
That's why you always gotta have your mom on speed dial, you know what I'm saying? You do, man. It doesn't specify if anyone died, so I think they were alive, but they weren't be- they weren't able to contact. Yeah, because I, I got a little confused when you said uh, he got convicted for the kidnappings yeah. and not so, the murders. Yeah, no, oh, he didn't murder. Okay. He didn't murder, but he still raped him, so you know. All right. That's still fucked up. Is it? So they didn't die. This one, this one I found very, very interesting. Some, sometime in early hours of Halloween in 1981, Manhattan couple Ronald Sisman and Elizabeth Platzman were murdered in the Chelsea apartment. The couple was severely beaten before being shot in the head, execution style. With the apartment completely ransacked, New York police initially believed drug money to be involved, to be motive. But then the case took a turn for the bizarre. A prison informant claimed that one of his fellow inmates had predicted the crime weeks before it actually happened. The inmate turned out to be the son of Sam. Killer David Berkowitz. You guys remember Son of Sam, right? Yeah, they went the guy that killed because a dog told him to. Exactly. <laughs> Berkowitz had long been rumored to be involved with a satanic cult that helped him with some of the murders. According to the informant, Berkowitz had told him that his cult was planning to enter a residence near Greenwich Village, which is Chelsea would qualify for that, yeah. On Halloween to carry out a ritual murder. When questioned, Berkowitz claimed that Sisman had footage of one of the sons of Sam shootings that was planning to hand it over to the authorities in exchange for dropping some drug charges. While no evidence was found to support Berkowitz's claims, he was basically he's basically right about the description of Sisman's apartment. The killings are still unsolved. So they were never found. They were never found, but it says to have linked the cult the, the to the cult that yeah. the son of Sam was yeah. p- a part of. Yes. Yeah. Involved with. Isn't that crazy? The guy killed people because a dog told him to. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'll do anything my dog tells me to do. So tis the season. <laughs> tis the season. Tis the thief season. Yeah, where we have welcome, to everybody talk- welcome to the show Mike Tyson oh, tis the season <laughs> where we all know that Pouch loves to hear stories about black eyed kids the black eyed kids see they freaked me out before I've kind of chilled off on them right. okay the black eyed kids in case you didn't know is a recurring thing that Paco likes to talk about it's about it's basically about a, bu- a couple of kids, maybe two or three, with completely black eyes, and they kind of try to force themselves into your home or wherever you are. Um, and the first time she told them, I would, I couldn't stop thinking about black eyed kids for like two weeks after that. I kept like, I didn't want to drive out at night because I thought the black eyed kids were gonna <laughs> fuck with me and shit like that, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'm chill now. So okay. these were supposedly reported by people that they yes. actually witnessed these mm-hmm. things. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's see the latest uh, black eyed kids uh, news reporting, man. Okay. Now these are just stories. The latest news reportings that I found to be interesting, they might be fake, they might be real, are actually from a YouTuber that has been witnessing things nonstop. It's the best place for news. Best place for news. YouTube. He saw them himself? I suggest... I suggest you guys go to the channel and watch the videos with all the black-eyed kids up. Because it's fairly interesting. It started as a research thing and ended up being a lot messier than that. No, but he experienced any of these? Yes. He did? Yes. Okay. The but you're not going to cover this? No, because I think it's lost in description. It's something you should witness on yourself. You should watch. watch it. Watch it So yourself. if you guys don't know, if by the end of the pod, you forgot the name of whatever I'm gonna about to say, it's going to be on the site. So the... The channel's called Fantastic Daily. Now, 17K subscribers might be for the views, but the stuff seems very interesting. If anything, 
the research he did was par- it was fairly uh decent, so. Um, does he normally focus on horror shit, or it's just something that he just happened to... I think he stumbled upon it. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, with that name, with that name, I think yeah, it had, nothing, it had nothing to do with it, and he, I think he just stumbled upon it. Okay, so... Okay, now we're going to get into the stories. Some are fairly recent, some are fairly old. These are eyewitness stories? Thief, yes. This thief's stories. The so stories of the thief. This is on a. This is uh. This is a list of ten terrifying stories about black-eyed children. Of course. Oh I'm my not, god. Of what? course, I'm not gonna say all ten. Some of them we've already heard on the pod. Some of them were just like, eh. So. So you're she gonna made hit. a face when she said that. Okay. Eh. Okay. I'm cutting that too. Fuck it. Okay. This one's one of the earliest, if not the earliest. I think this is the first one. Whatever. One of the earliest recording sightings of black-eyed children was back in 1950. A 16-year-old named Harold was strolling up the street to his Virginia home. Everything happens in Virginia. Virginia home when he noticed a boy leaning on a nearby fence. Harold was a bit startled. He paused and said hello, but received no response. He turned to leave, then the mysterious boy finally spoke, I want to go to your house. You're going to walk me up to your house. That was when Harold noticed the boy's eyes. They were pitch black. All, all his instincts screamed, run. Yet he just stood there. Then as if reading Harold's mind, the boy said, Now don't run away from me. You're going to walk me up to your house. That was enough to spring Harold into action. He booked it out of there. He claimed he, ha- he heard the devil child let out a scream of a bobcat, but he wasn't willing to turn around to be sure. The account goes on to reveal Harold's parents actually believing his tale and his father went out with his gun in hand looking for what they believed was the devil. The black-eyed child was gone, but Harold's mother still took him to the local priest to be sure the, that her son would remain safe. Because <laughs> that fucking album. We bless you. <laughs> a truth. Throwing holy water. Throwing some fucking. Throwing a wafer in his mouth. Fucking priest. <laughs> fucking pee water on him and shit. Just grabbing a fuck ton of wafers and throwing at him with his mouth. That's open. a waste because they taste good. <laughs> this one. I like this one. That sounds a little creepy though. A little scary. What? Like a, a little kid with like black eyes asking me to go home. In the middle, of, like the middle of the night. But fuck you. All right. No, it's it's either like it's either like some really creepy ass shit like that, or some to catch a predator shit. You know, he's so trying to rail you in. How would you react if you were put in that situation? Slap the shit out of him and run. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't I can't. The moment he say, "Hey, I want to take you to my house," and I know, fuck your parents at man. What the fuck you doing going to my house? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Where your parents at, nigga? All right. <laughs> I like this one. I like this one. An engineer work an engineer working the na- the night shift for a data center in Ohio had a creepy exchange and posted his tale anonymously as a as noetic. I don't know what that means. It was around 5 a.m. on July 31st, 2010. Noetic was taking a smoke break outside when he noticed two teenage boys standing motionlessly and staring at him from across the street. Immediately feel- feeling un- unnerved, he snubbed out his smoke and went back inside. No more than 10 minutes later, the intercom buzzed. Noetic checked the monitors and they w- there they were. The two boys had made their way over to his building and were now staring into the surveillance camera like they, they, they could dis- like they could see him through it. Through the speaker, he asked what they wanted. He said, they said nothing but motioned for him to come outside. He hit the speaker button again and told them to go away. They didn't leave, but continued to stare into the camera as if they were watching Noetic as he worked. Noetic was fed up, up, up after about 10 minutes of this creepy fest. So he went to the door to chase them off. Right before opening the door, he saw them through the one-way glass and was horrified to see their eyes were completely black. He knew he had to open up the door and tell them to get out. He decided he called the police if he had to. 
As if the boy read his mind, the moment the door opened, he said, That will not be necessary, sir. We simply need to use your phone. Can you let us let us in? Nuenik was not about to fall for that nonsense. He pulled out his cell and threatened to call the police if they didn't leave. He made sure the door was locked, and he went back to the monitor. Only one boy was still there staring at the camera. Then he realized the second boy positioned himself out back and was staring into the camera camera three. Nuenik called the police. Both boys moved into blind spots with no camera coverage. Nuenik waited for them to reappear, but they simply vanished. The police arrived around 6 a.m., and both boys were gone. With the recordings on the camera? This is from a list, and there's nothing else. So I don't no. know what you want me to do. <laughs> no, I'm saying there's reports of them staring into cameras and yeah, shit. Yeah, they should have recorded so, that. This was posted anonymously, so I'm pretty sure that person didn't have that information. If not, it would have been posted so on wait, this wait, list. So what did this person do there again? He was an engineer or something? An engineer working the night shift for a data center in Ohio. Yeah. So he couldn't find... Hey, I don't think he wanted to release it. We're not about releasing it, but per se, like this. Maybe he go didn't to... even have the authority to even have the footage on it. Yeah, but itself. he could tell people, and people could go look at it, and maybe he would not not post it per se, but turn it into the authorities or something. I'm just saying, if they talking about cameras and shit, it better be a recording of it. If not, it well, ain't... maybe you, even then, like if they're just kids, you apparently he didn't see the black eyes until he was right behind the door. Oh, so, yeah, so you probably wouldn't be able to witness a black guy. Yeah, but it's still creepy that there's kids just standing there. I don't know. What the hell are they doing? Bored in Ohio. That kind of sounds like about it. Ohio. Is this in Ohio again? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I ain't nothing to do in Ohio, man. <laughs> <laughs> Except okay. fuck sheeps, like, fucking Ben Dorst. All right, he let me finish this anymore. one. I don't care, but that's what he does. This one, This one sounds silly. In January 2016, oh, fairly recent. Ooh, okay. In January 2016, <laughs> that's like two years ago. <laughs> fairly two easy. fucking years ago. In January 2016, a Vermont woman reported that she actually let black-eyed children into her home. A blizzard was ravaging the world outside her door, so she was very surprised to hear a loud knock on it. Figuring so, figure, figuring someone probably crashed their car trying to navigate through the weather. She made her way to the door and peeked out the window. There was no car. She described the feeling of dread washing over her for reasons she couldn't understand. The banging continued, so she decided to wake her husband to let her, let him answer instead. Two small children were on the other side of the door, and they were not dressed appropriately for the storm. The woman and her husband let the little boy and girl inside despite the great sense of unease they, their presence made them feel and regretted it almost instantly. Their cats hissed and seemed just as bothered by these, these kids as they was. As they were. They was. It didn't seem to matter what she asked them. What happened? Are you lost? Want some cocoa? The answer was always the same. Our parents will be here soon. She made them cocoa anyways and went... It's cocoa. Sorry, I'm reading it like (laughs) Spanish. It's cocoa, man. Whatever. She made them cocoa anyways and when she returned with the mugs, that's when she noticed their eyes. They were completely jet black with no no whites at all. Just giant black pupils. They asked for the bathroom, and she directed them to it. Then everything happened all at once. Her husband's nose started bleeding. The power went out, and she rushed to get a tissue. She was confronted by both the children staring at her from the hall. Our parents are here. Just like that, they were out. They walked out. She watched as the creepy children got into a black car with two very tall men in suits. They left. Within months of the encounter, her husband was diagnosed with skin cancer. She began suffering from chronic nosebleeds, as her husband initially had, and her health began slowly deteriorating. She is certain it's because of the black-eyed children. Yeah, I don't buy this one. It sounds like a movie. 
this one sounds silly, just like I said. But yeah. I thought it was interesting. This one sounds uh, a little bit much, you know. Cinematic. Yeah, and it's like Cinematic. the lady was making some weird fucking cocoa shit. The fuck is that, man? <laughs> cocoa. Cocoa. It's reading uh, it like in Spanish. I guess that's the type of shit that like uh, they make in Ohio. You know, they make like that co- cocoa. You know. Okay. I'm in love with the cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Nut balls, man. I got it from the nut ball. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Jim Jim enjoys an evening cigar on his front porch every evening. Who it, fucks Jim? Carrie? It was it was the best way to wind down after a long day. Until one evening Jim noticed a boy with an awkward walk, stiffly making his way down the street. Jim felt uneasy about the boy's presence. He wasn't sure why. But he was glad to see him go. Jim's relief was only temporary, however. The boy was back the next night and each subsequent night, sometimes well into the wee hours of the morning, just roaming the streets like some stiff, freaky robot. It got to the point where Jim decided to forfeit his nightly cigars and remain inside. After a while, Jim forgot about the strange boy. Then one night, stepped outside his front door, only to find the boy standing directly in front of him. His eyes were impossible. Just two liquid black pools staring at him emotionlessly. He asked to be allowed inside Jim's home. Jim dashed back inside and slammed his door shut and locked every lock. Fuck that, right? Uh, Jim kept an eye out of the out for the boy, peeking out of his window from time to time in the evening, but he never saw him again. He isn't about to tempt fate, though. He now reports to stay inside at night. So I'm guessing Jim is not white. <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. Why? Because he ran. He the, said, f- well, he didn't say fuck it. I added that. But the I'm like, second there was danger, he's like, peace out, y'all. <laughs> he ran what? in. White people investigate shit, dog. No, what about the white guy, the white kid that ran away from that other kid? Yeah, only the after post. the second attempt. This guy didn't even wait. Jim <laughs> <laughs> oh, was the, like, I thought the same thing. He opened the door. A little kid said, let me inside your, your house. And he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was like trying to talk and shit. And then he was frozen for a little bit. Okay. Cocoa. Cocoa. Okay. Cocoa killer, man. Next story. This is the last story. This is the last black eyed kids. Last black eyed kids. There's more stories on this list. <laughs> and I think if you guys are interested, you guys can check it out on the site. But La- these are my tops. Last black eyed kids. <laughs> Why are you guys not letting me do my segment? This is the last black eyed kids. <sighs> this is Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson's tacos. <laughs> Paco Sacos! Paco Sacos! Fox, yeah! You guys are bitching about the time, but you guys are wasting so much of it. Come on, hurry up, Mike. This tale was posted online by a friend of the victim. It was it was while on a trip through Arcada Well fuck. It was while on a trip through California. That's the word that you fucked up and you said Arcana? It says Arcana! Arcana, California! It said Arcana, California! So I just went straight to California! Fuck you guys! Just let me finish! I'm done! Alright. Yeah, come on. Wrap it up. Let's go, man. God damn, you guys suck. It reminds me when she said Cornwall so weird I couldn't stop laughing. And eventually she's like, Cornwall! Alright, go ahead. Just go, just go. This tale was posted online by a friend of the victim. It was while on a trip through California that this 
Anonymous man stopped for a drink and that this anonymous man stopped for a drink and ended up hitting it off with the attractive woman running the bar. Of course. After a bit of drinking and getting to know each other, she offered the traveler to a place to stay for the night. And he drunkenly accepted. He left his car at the bar and headed back to her place. As they pulled in the front, that's when he the uneasy crept in. Uneasiness crept in. He wasn't sure why, but her home creeped him out, and she was starting to creep him out as well. He claimed she began to seem inhuman to him. What this didn't fuck? stop him from going inside and having sex with her, of course. <laughs> <laughs> why not? He's like, yeah. fuck it, I come this far. <laughs> Dude, like 100%. He's like, hey, if I, if I fucking came this far, I better fuck her. I don't give a shit, she creeps me off, fuck her. Yeah, yeah fuck, fuck her anyways. After a woman had fallen asleep, he got up to get water. During his trek to the kitchen, he realized her house was filled with children. They weren't normal children, though. They were quiet and creepy and wandering the house aimlessly at 2 a.m. He had a horrible feeling about them even before he noticed their eyes. Completely black, all of them. There was no conversa conversation, no attack. He was just faced with black-eyed children and then sent off on his merry way. About a month after his strange experience, this healthy, athletic man was suddenly diagnosed with bladder cancer. He died six months later, believing it was those black-eyed children and their caretaker that killed him. Another one that sounds like a movie, dude. Yeah, but it's movie. like, he just fucked her in front of a bunch of kids. Apparently, he didn't see them when he first walked into the house. Yeah, but exactly. So they just fucked in front of them. Okay. Black-eyed kids are not, man. They're still kids. Gotta be careful. <laughs> Is that the last one? Yeah, that was the last yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, but there's a lot of good stories on this list. There is a lot of good stories on it. Just, you no, know. I mean on another list, but I'll oh, save okay. it for next time. Well, the yeah, Black Eyed so Kids, there's a lot more other ones on there, but just check it out on the site. Yeah. I'm also going to add another article on stories during Halloween. Because it's, it's good. There's just not enough space on this podcast. Just save it for the next episode. Okay, so... This next serial killer. Okay, we doing a serial killer of the day? Oh, yeah. Serial killer of the day? What you going to do today? <laughs> serial killer of the day? <laughs> what? Serial killer what? of the day? What you going to go do today? In <laughs> Ohio? What you going to do today? It's the stutter. Oh, my God. I haven't been taking my meds, okay? I have the shakes. I have the shakes. But it's, it's what's he doing today? And she say, what's he going to do today? <laughs> so, Fuck you guys, I'm stressed, okay? He's a serial okay? killer that hasn't committed any crimes yet. He's going to do it at some uh, what's point. He do, what was he going to do today? <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. This spot is taking too long to end. All right, serial killer of the day. Head it, my guy. Come on. All right. All right. This serial killer... The, ser the reason I picked this dude... <laughs> Stop! The reason I picked this dude was because he he had one of the killings during Halloween. So let me get into that, and then I'll start describing his life and shit. For, so first you're going to go through the kill that he performed during Halloween. Yes. Okay, hit it, my guy. One of his estimated five murders occurred on Halloween night in 1981. 17-year-old, we'll get to her name, New Jersey, had been out trick-or-treating late at night. <coughs> Shortly after midnight... A patrolman spotted her walking alone on Route 88 in the direction of her home. Around 10 minutes later, he had turned around back to offer her a ride, but she had he sh she was already gone. <clears throat> her corpse was later found chopped into three pieces and buried in the yard of the murderer's mother's house in Staten Island. 
right, let's get into why so wait, fucked hold up. up. So that cop saw her. He knew that she was like a 17-year-old. Yeah. And he kept driving and they didn't stop at midnight to see if she needed help. I guess not. He could have he could have saved her. He's a terrible fucking cop. Yeah. You still haven't told us the name of the serial killer yet. No. No. Okay. The serial killer is called Richard Biegenwald, also known as the Thrill Killer. Okay. Kills for the thrill, boy. Span of killing from 1958 to 1983. Wow. Could be anywhere between six to nine. Six to nine. <laughs> six to nine victims. Six to nine victims. And, and that's a lot of years, so he spread him out pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he spread him out. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll learn why. 20 years. You'll learn years. why. You'll mm-hmm. learn why. Born in Staten Island, New York, Richard was frequently beaten as a child by his alcoholic father. Surprise there. At the age of five, Richard set fire to their home and was sent for observation at a Rockland County Psychiatric Center. By the age of eight, Richard was drink- drinking and gambling. At age nine, he underwent electric shock therapy at New York, at some New York hospital. After his therapy, Richard was placed in the state training school of boys in some place in New York. During his, during his years there, Richard was accused of theft and inciting other inmates to escape. During trips to visit his mother in Staten Island, he would steal money from her. When he was 11 years old, he set himself on fire in his mother's home. When Richard was 16 years old, he graduated from the 8th grade and was released from the training school to attend high school. Richard dropped out of high school after only a few weeks. Soon after dropping out of school, Richard went to Nashville, Tennessee, where he stayed for two years. Richard stole a car in Nashville and was arrested in Kentucky by federal agents and transported for transporting a stolen car across state lines. He returned to Staten Island in 1958. The first murder. After his, his return, Richard stole another car and went to New Jersey. There, on December 18, 1958, Richard robbed a grocery store with accomplice Frank, shooting and killing the owner, an attorney and prosecutor. The owner was an attorney and prosecutor? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. An attorney and prosecutor. Richard fled the state after the murder, but was captured two days later in Maryland. After a shooting involving police, Richard was extradited to New Jersey, where he was convicted for, of murder and given a life sentence. This is where it gets fucked up. Richard was released in 1975 for good behavior after 17 years imprisonment. Richard worked odd jobs. Hold on. Kept low profile. He kept low profile for a while and was suspected of rape. How is that low profile? As wanted for failing to report his parole officer. Richard was arrested in Brooklyn in 1980 on the rape charge, but was released after the victim failed to pick him out of a lineup. Richard got married, and he is, and he and his wife moved to New Jersey. Richard struck again when he shot and killed an 18-year-old Anna, on Ocean Township, New Jersey. Her body was found in January 1983 by children playing in a wooden lot behind Burger King on Route 35 on St. Avenue, fully clothed with no signs of sexual assault, and with four bullets in her head. Richard was also suspected, but never charged in two other killings. One involved the shooting death of Joan. John Petrone, an ex-convict and sometimes police informer. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> the other case involved Virginia Clayton, 17, abducted and killed on September 8, 1982. Her body found three days later, four miles from the state where Petrone was buried. So, I guess that's her. And then, uh, the capture. It doesn't, this is the only serial killer th- th- that, I, that I found that I can't figure out how they knew it was him. I guess... Because he was a convicted rapist, or because he did crimes beforehand, and they're like, it has to be this dude. Because it doesn't specify. But 
Police surrounded Richard's home on January 22nd, 1983. Um, police lured Richard out of his house using a ruse, and when he stepped out of his back porch, he was grabbed by officers. Detectives located the room, and a after threatening to shoot th through the wall, he surrendered. A search of the home revealed a large cache of weapons and illegal drugs. Later on, he was uh, prosecuted. He was living there alone? No, he was living there with an accomplice. An accomplice for everything he did? No. Uh, the accomplice, he only met the accomplice once he got married. Okay. So he didn't live there with his wife? Um, no, I guess not. Um, something must happen. <coughs> wife was probably a beard. It seems like it's a very incomplete story in, on that Wikipedia page. Well, I skipped a lot because I don't want to read the whole thing. No, but if you don't know how he, they eventually suspected him. Oh, yeah, it doesn't specify. Then, then it's complete. You know? I think it has to do something with the accomplice. I think they, they probably went there for the accomplice and then figured out it was him that was mainly doing shit. How? It doesn't specify. That, no, that's a, that's a stretch. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't specify. Okay. I guess it's something that they never released okay. is my, my thought. Okay. So wait, how so old was he, he when he got convicted? The final time? Uh, it was in 1983, and right now, well, he died in jail at in 2008, age 67. God damn! So he was he was mad young the first time he got arrested. Yep. And then got released for some fucking reason. Yeah, because he was arrested for 17 years and got released. Yep. So that's my serial killer day. What's his name? Beganwald. Richard Beganwald, also known as the Thriller Killer. The Thriller Killer. That sounds no, like... No, the Thrill Killer, sorry. The Thriller Killer is something I'd rather have as a name. I think it's a movie. The Thrill Killer. Thriller Killer, I think it's a movie. Oh, that's why? Yeah. He was 42 <clears throat> when he was arrested for the last time. Jesus Christ. He should have just stayed in jail. Yeah. Released 17 years after? That's stupid. But yeah, he killed six to nine people <clears throat> from the span of 1958 to 1983. So why do they call him the Thrill Killer again? Because he likes the thrill. I don't know. <laughs> so they, there's no explanation for the name either. I think maybe he was a serial killer and they didn't know who he was, and that's just the name that stuck. Okay. Because most of the time is most of the times when people are pu publishing like new findings on a serial killer, they need a title and something that grab people, and I guess that one's just the one that stuck. Yeah. Okay. So serial killer day. What do you think of that one? He did something today. He did. He killed someone on Halloween Day. <laughs> also, on the site... Serial Killer of the Day. Make sure you send all this shit to of me. Of course. On the site, I'm going to put... <clears throat> Richard Binger Bingerwall, right? <laughs> Richard Bingerwall. Uh, there's a little video that my friend sent me on the Facey books. Why don't um, you just save it for the next episode? You won't be able to witness it properly if I try to describe it clearly. So, it's going to be on the site. Also, another thing I found good for the spookiness. Images of alleged organ farm in Malaysia, Thailand. And they are pretty brutal. So, if you're like, you if you Malaysia? like going to like gore.com or whatever. You mean Malaysia and Thailand? Because there's no city in Thailand named Malaysia. That's what it says. Malaysia, Thailand. I assume Malaysia, Malaysia, Thailand border. Oh. Oh, my God. Horror images of alleged organ farm in the Malaysian-Thailand border. There you go. Shock. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, if you like all that grotesque shit, click on that. Click on it, boy. Click she just it. wants to overwhelm you with cr crappy, cre creepy shit. Hey, man. If, if Fucking Halloween's on a Tuesday this year, okay? If you got nothing to do, just go on her site, click on that shit. 
spend a good afternoon. But don't people do that? Sleep with, the, shit. sleep with the lights on, you know. Going up on a Tuesday, isn't that something people do? So anything and everything we talked about, you can find at droplos.com. And please go follow us on Twitter at PC And like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast Or by searching Brothers on Facebook. You can please follow me on Instagram at Droplos. And check out, check out our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com slash P. That's Droplos and a letter P. We have tons of weekly videos going up. Go check them all out. We have a few uh, horror movie top fives that Vesca is doing for October season. And we have The Thiefen. And we have uh, a horror uh, video game that Pouch and SBJ played that's going up next week. So go check that out, man. Oh, I'm excited. I didn't know about that. What horror game? That's the one where I said I'm a little hoe at. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so don't forget to check out the BS Podcast Network. It's a cool network of podcasts started up by the dudes at Pure BS. You can find it at bspodcastnetwork.com. Please don't forget to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash bspodcastnetwork. Maybe you can donate a few shillings here and there. That really, honestly, directly help us out, as well as the other uh, podcasts on the network. We're on two internet radio stations. The first one's the Mix talk you can find it at themixx.fm we'll play it at Tuesdays at 12pm central 1pm eastern we're also on cornucopia radio that's c-o-r-n-u-c-o-p-i-a hyphen radio that's all the uk we're played randomly once throughout the week so hopefully one day you just happen to tune in and you listen to us please don't forget to check out john's second finest hour on the Don Francisco Promise Historia for the low, low price of a dollar fifty on dropping dot And please, please, once again, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash droppingloadsp. Tons of videos are going up, so just check that shit out. Hopefully, you, there, you throw a fucking dart and you find something you're interested in on that channel. Go peep that shit, son. Peep Until it. Until next time. We love dropping loads. Spooky. Spooky dookie dookie. Spooky dookies. Oh yeah, spooky boy. Let's get it started. 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 Lose control of body and soul. Don't move too fast. The first so one was one, the best one, one of the season. How are you, Paco? <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> you guys don't appreciate me and shit. Just I let me go, dude. I murder her and rage. Die. Just jerk it till you die. Uh, Fuck! Looking for a podcast to listen to? Look up Geek Dick Pod. They've got comics, movies, music, video games, tech, or whatever your geeky little heart desires. Look them up at geekdigpod.com on Instagram or Twitter at geekdigpod, on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, The Satchel Player, or Player FM. The Geek Dig Podcast is part of the Tangent Bound, BS Podcast Network, and the We Be Geeks Network. <laughs>